0: Welcome to another episode of I Quit My Job. This one's special, you know, because usually you kind of know the guests that you have coming on. This one's just pure. This is pure, just energy right here. And uh, she's been a pioneer in the game. Elizabeth Taylor with a name like that. Faced by pureness. Thank you so much for reaching out and thank you for showing up. Without further ado, I just want to... uh, Introduce to you to Elizabeth Taylor, <laughs> Faces by Pyranus. Yes. Um, and again, I want to thank you. And uh, so, what I'm going to do is just ask you to, just to kind of give us a, a little background of where you are right now and the things that you're doing right now, and then throughout our story,
1: we come full circle. I'm Elizabeth Taylor, entrepreneur of Faces by Pyranus. I am the owner and director. It's makeup and hair on the road. I'm a mobile service. Some people call for, can you just cut my bangs? Well, no, that's not realistic within the services. So I do full service makeup and hair, and I've been doing it for a very long time. So within that, I've actually found my own little personal journey. So I'm also fitness. And wellness, I'm touching in on those, and I've written a book as well because of it. So, wow.
0: Yeah. Wow, amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. And all those achievements. That's a lot to be currently doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it all works out well. Yeah. So as you know, this is I Quit My Job. Yeah. Has there ever been that point where you had to uh, quit a job or change a career um to get into what you're doing right now? So-
1: Absolutely. It was a time... <laughs> people were very shocked I even made the decision because there was nothing wrong with my career at all. As a matter of fact, I was climbing, and I was working for the government. And, of course, there's a lot of security in that, which a lot of people, what are you doing? You're going for, from security to no security whatsoever, basically. And um, I made the decision regardless to leave that career, but only after I had already started to build my business. Yeah. Well, how did you, like... Separate yourself. There are are so many factors. But one thing is I knew where my heart was. I felt dead inside when it came to my career. Yeah. Um, And eventually I said, you know what? I think I need to listen to my artistic side. I had a hairstylist. She was top of the game. And she said to me, like, every time you come here, you're flawless. And I was like, and you're the top of the game. I must be special. And I really went home with that thought. Like, maybe I'm actually special. uh that just yeah. shows if you just
0: say something he nice to some somebody. Words. You never know what could happen. Just and I to took that with me
1: two years later. She was like, Hey girl, oh my gosh, I don't even see you anymore. I'm like, because I'm so busy. She's like, doing what? I was like, I'm a makeup artist now. She was like, What? <laughs> you know. Wow. But I, wow. I came full circle and she was like, That's amazing.
0: So making that jump, mm-hmm. right? And then you say you're gonna be like this whole makeup, you're going in that industry. Mm-hmm. That in between once you made that jump and then once you start to kinda see something happening? was things turning over right away or?
1: No, not necessarily. However, as I mentioned, I started doing it in the background. Mm -hmm. So I waited until it felt a little bit secure before I made the full-time jump. Mm -hmm. Um, I had already registered my business. I had already done certain steps. I started building my kit, started investing in things that I knew I was going to need moving forward. And then I made the leap, (laughs) if you will. So when I did make that pivotal leap, it was... Literally perfect timing because I couldn't do it during the weekdays if I was still in my career. And I got a booking that was going to be two weeks long during the weekdays. And I was like, wow, this is like amazing. So I took that. I took that gig. Uh And I honestly never looked back since. So how did you know like your worth, I guess,
0: Mm -hmm. at what you do at that moment? Yeah. How
1: did you know your pricing was on par? So I started doing some research while I was on my government job. Nobody. Nobody. Say anything. Um, But uh, I decided to start looking into it and I started calling other services, whether it be salons, individual makeup artists, other mobile makeup artists, and started asking for pricing. And I figured, okay, I'm kind of new. Uh, Let me fit myself in there somewhere respectfully within a range. So, you know, I came a little bit down from the high end, a little bit up from, you know, the people who are still in school, and I found a a good pricing. And then I I tested it with clients, you know. If I mention the number, you can hear the hesitation immediately, like uh, uh. and then you're like, "Oh, maybe i maybe I did overshoot a little bit let me let me come back down a little bit, and then i found I found my groove, oh nice, yeah, nice, yeah, nice, nice, so if there's something there like
0: between that what's my worth and what's my price at this mm-hmm. point, is there anything gems you could share, like what you did to make you kind of understand that a bit,
1: yeah, so One thing now, having years on me, I know that value automatically goes up. There's seniority there no matter what. Um, But one thing I started realizing is a lot of people will put a certain value on you, but you still have to find your value within yourself because you yourself can, you're the only one that knows what you can do. They, They won't know you coming into the scene to know, wait, she's fast, she's reliable, she's on time, she's structured, You know, I can sell it to them to some degree, but they don't really feel it until they get in the chair.
0: How did they know that Mm -hmm. you could do this? How did you, like, Mm. you know, stomp through this industry? Like,
1: I I guess word of mouth is a really nice thing. So so, Mm -hmm. so at the time that that you
0: were doing this, you had to be really skilled Uh for them to pass that word on.
1: Mm -hmm. So how did you get clients? It started off with things like, okay, where do I go every day? Um... I go to the grocery store, I go to the laundromat. Wh- whatever it was, that people, I just thought of where do people go every single day. And I realized people would have post-its. And I don't know if you remember around the city, they used to have like post-its by the bus stops in laundromats and things like that. I would post up flyers, you know, the pull-apart yes, yes, flyers yes. with the phone number. And then I would see something. I would notice everybody who has a pull-off has the number on the thing, but they never put the name. So the person rips it off, they have a phone number, but they have no details.
0: So I came up with the idea of putting like a mini
1: business card on each little flap and a little picture, and people ripped it off. And then eventually I turned that picture into my business card, and I started dropping business cards off at beauty supplies and things like that. And eventually people would be like, they'd meet me on the street and be like, I I know your face, I've seen it. Like maybe it's my business card because it's everywhere. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. That's probably how I saw it, because I'm like, yo, I've
0: been hearing about this face not that I have a face by appearance, <laughs> but, you know, I've, I've been hearing about it, you know, Yeah. it's like, okay, maybe that's how I... Maybe I, it yeah, is. Maybe it was one of those rip Yeah,
1: it was literally, I, I somewhere went on I the streets. At. Yeah, and it wasn't just Toronto, it was Hamilton, Niagara, yeah. I was everywhere. Yeah, oh, that's so sick, so that's yeah. your first...
0: Little mm-hmm. marketing. More advertising, first advertising push. Oh, yeah. That was that was, that was
1: my little campaign. <laughs> oh, that's
0: pretty dope. That's pretty dope. So in that industry now, so you're doing the makeup. Yeah. How did you like move to nails and all of this?
1: Other hmm. parts of that? It was because people almost like how the hairstylist gave me that little push. Mm-hmm. Clients would be like, Oh my god, I love your nails. Oh my god, your hair. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. So it was like that. I was just you know, and clients will literally say, can you just do mine? She said, I don't care if you really do it full-time. Just do mine. Just do mine today. And I would, so, you know, slowly start bringing certain things that I would use at home for my own nails. And I'm like, let me do that for you. Let me bring my little hair kit. And I went to school after and graduated for the, for the hair and nails and oh, makeup nice, nice. So you're um, eventually. Fully. And then I fully certified. So I was like, okay, oh, well so. now I'm
0: doing this, doing this, you know, <laughs> So what made you now say, I'm going to go to school? How You you were just confident that you could still secure I, clients I, to kind
1: of maintain? Like How, how did that Yes, and I, there was a little moment where I was like, you know, people are starting to ask for degrees and diplomas. Mm-hmm. It was very short-lived, and maybe mm-hmm. if I had ridden the wave a little bit, it would have stopped. But people were starting to ask, oh, can I see your certification? Do you have something online that shows me? Really have certification. I'm self-taught, right. so I was like, "Let me go ahead and educate myself." Okay. Um, and there was no school of whatever university of YouTube or anything <laughs> like that to go to at the time, so I, I went official and uh, I did great. I actually ended up teaching my makeup teacher. Oh wow,
0: wow, <laughs> so wow, 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 that's pretty yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, it was that's it pretty was pretty cool. cool. So I I yeah I, I did the thing and after that nobody really cared about certification anymore because Instagram came along and all they wanted to see were the pictures. They wanted right. to see you know what you could do. So
0: So how did that go, that transition Mm -hmm. from the real guerrilla marketing style to
1: now? To now online. That was hard. I remember, uh, you know, even before Instagram, then there was Facebook. And I remember trying to post a picture. And I was like, okay, it looks nice, but who's going to see it? Mm -hmm. And um, people saw it and, you know, commented and things like that. There was some engagement. But I wasn't really finding clientele in that way. And eventually... I started just doing videos and YouTube is what started kind of helping propel, bring back in the clients. Mm -hmm. So, so how, how do you get your clients now? Mm -hmm. That's funny you say that. Now I get a totally different response. Um, but how I get my clients, there is a lot of online push, uh, of course, word of mouth, whether it be online or in person. So some clients may just tell their friends or they continuously post me and tag me and they're like, Oh my gosh, I love that post. Um, I saw my you know, my my lawyer, you know, put up a picture of herself and I love the makeup you did on her. And I'm like, yeah, OK, well, you know, this is a service and you can book it. You have mad experience, but you also yeah. did it the right way. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And thank would you. Would you
0: say that support system mm-hmm. was your parents like or <laughs> how are they taking you doing? Funny that? Enough, enough. You, know, very, you seem very composed on like thank you. the steps that you've made. Yeah. Kind of
1: be where you're at right now. They didn't believe in entrepreneurship. That, that wasn't a natural flow for them. Even till this day, my father would probably still say, are you okay? <laughs> is everything all right? And I have to convince him, it's okay, I'm working. <laughs> I've got this. Um, they, he just never understood it. He never got to see the flow. Whereas like some other family members have actually been on set with me, have actually seen me even you know across the border in the States or on the islands or whatever. And they've seen my work and seen me working and realized, wow, she's this is for real. Um, so my support system is really just me. (laughs) Yeah. So like
0: what kind of support was behind
1: you to kind of like say, let me keep going? You know what? There's no one special like individual other than just family as a whole. I've always said family first, but when it comes to actually supporting me and, and keeping me grounded, I have to do that for self. I've just always been self motivated. Um, And then being able to take the steps, again, just doing my research and also just being great with people and people honestly paying it forward. In any step I've taken, I can think of handfuls of people that came to bat for me when I wasn't even asking. And I just always count my blessings when it comes to that. They always, again, remember how they felt around me. What's a
0: gem you can explain to somebody on that note to like Mm -hmm. how your attitude was for them to be successful?
1: It's so silly. It sounds so silly, but just wearing a smile. Um, I I remember meeting this one gentleman. He has now passed. Um, And he said, you know, I gravitated towards you because of your smile. And ever since then, he and I were tight. We used to talk all the time. And he said, I just believe in you. Now, mind you, this man was like a multimillionaire. Mm -hmm. So he just took me under his wing. And again, just like I said, those support systems, it was just different chapters and different moments in my life i would just meet wonderful people and they would just connect and i would connect to them and he said you know i just i want to help you what can i do do you want to learn something and he sent me to uh, a class that would help me learn skincare and yes. i started making skincare products no this yeah is yeah and i was just wow, like where wow. in the world does this happen yeah and he just like what else do you need to know you need to do something else Let, let's go and he took me to the um the advanced portion of it, and I learned more things about essential oils and all these things, and boom, there I was, and now, actually, slowly, you know, hopefully next year, I'm going to be having a skincare line coming out, so. Oh, that's so sick. Yeah. Nice. And you're just going about doing your thing. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. That, stay out of drama, so, guys. So, that's so, what is, <laughs> so, what is it that you think
0: you're giving off? Like, what, what, what do you think you're giving people off? People say
1: there's an energy, and that, I don't like, know if there is, but I'm just like, okay, I guess so, you know, like, I, I just, I want to just let people know that I'm here, And that I'm showing love. I'm just always spreading light. That's all I can really fathom doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's some
0: alchemist type of... uh, I think it is. I think it is. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. We got some alchemy going on in here. You know what I'm saying? That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That's really cool. So... Is there like a famous quote that keeps you going? I don't is know. There, like, that's what is a good it?
1: question. A famous quote. I don't think I've ever thought of that, but there are certain things. I listen to a lot of conscious reggae, and there's a lot of things in there that I think of. Um, life is one big road with lots of signs. Right, right. I just think it's all about your mental state and also your mental awareness and where you are, and that's why I, even with my whole personal journey, I ended up writing about mental health first and where your mental state is because... Nothing comes before that. I realized that was what was keeping me on that trajectory was the fact that it was how I dealt with it me- mentally. Right. So I'm not sure exactly where that came from, where it stemmed from. Uh-huh. Um, but it's so important. It's so important. And I think I've always seen the cup half full, if you will.
0: Mm-hmm. So now you're an author. Did you bump into an author? Like, like someone just say, okay. flip a book in your
1: pocket and you went home? and then That's so <laughs> funny. Like, oh, hold on. There's... there's Words on the paper. Um, <laughs> what? How did I get there? I, I think I was saying something to a friend, and they were like, you should just write a book about that. And I heard that so many times, and I actually sat there, and I was like, why didn't I write a book? So why were you sharing a story? <laughs> yeah, like, because moment. they were the first persons I told, First, per- that was the first person I told about my fitness journey before anyone in the public knew. Right. So I took a picture and I posted it on Instagram. Now, it hadn't hit me that I had made such a transformation mm-hmm. physically. And when I posted the picture, I was getting phone calls. And I was like, normally I'll hear my phone go off and stuff like that. And I'll just ignore it. I'm like, okay. I, I posted something. So it's okay. going to go wild. But my phone was ringing. And I was like, why is my phone ringing off the hook? And people were like, oh, my gosh. I just scrolled and I saw you. Who are you? Who is this in my timeline? And... That was what I was like, wow, I need to release this book. A second thing that brought me there was not only the book, but I also wanted to come out publicly with my story and share it with different platforms, was um, a lot of people in, uh, I would say, in my career, in the industry were passing away from very closely related issues that I was having. And a colleague had said, Elizabeth, you need to tell your story because your, your girls are dying. Literally. And that's when I released the book. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it's really a starter book. Uh it's something to help push you. When you're just sitting there and saying, I can't do it, mm-hmm. the book just tells you, Yes, you can, and that, that's an excuse. Okay.
0: Yeah. So I get nails, hair, mm-hmm. skincare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the health and fitness in author. So what is yes. the health and fitness? Like?
1: So right now, the most of the people who are reaching out to me obviously saw my story. Um, I had lost two hundred and fifty pounds. Um, I was super morbidly obese at that point. You know, the numbers a shocker. So obviously, yeah, people yeah, came yeah. to me. and um after a few um, large news outlets and things like that shared it, a lot of people well, can you can you help me? Can you, you know, so i'm I'm thinking about going in that route as well because I'm really passionate about it. Uh, I spent most of my years thinking that was a one thing I would never succeed in. It was never even a goal. I was like, you know, maybe I'll lose a few pounds. But I, in the back of my head, I was like, you're never going to lose. You're, just, just deal with it, lady. Like, uh, you're going to be big. You uh, know? That was literally what I told myself. And I, I know people can relate to that feeling. And uh, then pandemic happened. Please, this is semi-recent. Yes, and again, thank I got you. Like, oh, just looking at you
0: and just saying that, and I'm like, yo, you know what a journey that is. It is. It is. And dedication.
1: It is. It's funny when we were talking about research earlier. I sat down during the pandemic and I was like, the only excuse I had about not losing this weight. I remember when people would say, you know, just get up and work out. I have work to do. And during the pandemic, I was like, I have no work to do. Where? Where's the excuse now? So I sat down and I did my research for the first time in forever about. Genuinely what I thought would fit my, my lifestyle moving forward. What would work for me to finally shed pounds and get my health back. Because I was falling apart physically, actually. Mm-hmm. So um, I did the research and I figured it out. And it was like the cheat code. The weight just came off. Oh, nice. Yeah. So in
0: that book, you're going to hear the cheat code. It's a
1: cheat code. I quit my job is not a
0: cheat code. You're going to hear all the stories and the hard work. It's the real stuff. It's the real mm-hmm. stuff. Nice,
1: nice. Mm-hmm. And what is the title of that book? Pure Mental Fitness. Pure Mental Fitness. It goes off of pureness uh, and yes, then obviously yes. mental and then fitness. Yeah. What? Yeah. So that's so sick. It's my first baby, but She's I hope like, to have more. Well, you know, this is
0: I quit my job. I'm slowly yes. plus one. And this was an amazing episode. I really enjoyed it, you know. Um, I really found out, like, there's more to you than just, like, the face by pureness. Mm-hmm. Like, the lifestyle and the lived experiences that you have has made you into a certain way. And the alchemist approach is really there because mm-hmm. I was all little, not that I was choked up, but just when you shared that little snippet of your story mm-hmm. of you going to work, you know, because, you know, I work out a little bit. But okay. to hear you do that like that—that's that's that's really cool. Thank and, you. And I really appreciate you sharing that story with us. Thank you. Um, and you dropped some real gems. So for those out there, like, please watch this podcast, listen to it. Uh-huh. It was amazing. Face by Pureness.
1: No, this was amazing. Thank you for even having me on. I I saw it come up as I said in my timeline, and I was like you know, I quit my job. Let me talk about it. Maybe I should reach out to you. And I'm glad I did. Uh, God, thank
0: you again for uh, showing up. This has been amazing. You're welcome. Thank you. And and for those out there, thank you for watching and listening. Mm -hmm. Peace.